1: And you're listening to Deeper Than Music. Deeper Than Music Radio. Hi, this is Venus DeMilo Thomas. You're listening to Deeper Than Music.
2: Deeper Than Music. The core of you, the fans, the truth is deeper than music. music. Simply the truth is, the latest, the newest is deeper than music. The core of you. The fans, the truth is deeper than music, deeper than music. the truth is, the latest, the than music. than music Hello, 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 hello Good morning, good evening, good afternoon Wherever you are in the world Deeper Than Music Radio Behind every great song, there's an even greater story I'd like to say what's up to everybody listening to us on iHeartRadio Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker And we're now on your Amazon A-L-E-X-A so be sure to ask her to play Furious' is Deeper Than Music radio show. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. Um, I was just conversating with a couple of my friends during these times of COVID. It seems like it's just a perfect storm of everything that is, it's, it's like, to me, it's almost like a Stephen King movie. Um, right now, everything that is wrong and everything that is bad in the world is being exposed. And we're having, as a society, to look in the mirror and look at the cracks in, in our mirror, um but with that also um during this time i've never seen so many movements me too black lives matter uh so on and so forth but we have a very special guest um one thing that i say is great art likes to provoke it likes to shake you and this director uh man uh just watched a film phenomenal job. It leaves you thinking and it brings up some valid points that some of us are uncomfortable to deal with and, and don't want to deal with. So ladies and gentlemen, we have Dutch filmmaker Miriam Kruship here on Deeper Than Music Radio. Miriam, how you doing? Yes, um, I like to say, I want to say thank you. Thank you for, because uh, the, the film you did i wonder about people sometimes and and who they stand by and it's like okay this person is not for you but you you stand by them uh the movie that i'm talking about is uh estilo americano um if you don't mind could you give us a synopsis of this movie
0: sure um it's a short film about a mexican-american family that comes together over thanksgiving and um, the family is politically divided. So during, during um, the dinner gathering, um, everyone is revealing their opinion because it takes, takes place during our Trump era. And we see that everyone has a very different experience and opinion and also experience of what it's like, what the Latino identity is like so um basically the whole thing escalates and um there's some truth being revealed and um you know it, it's 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 a story about america today it's a slice of america today that i feel people don't talk about enough
2: yeah it's uh it's like um you know if it and we were talking earlier most people it's like look if it doesn't affect me if it's not in my little bubble i could care less i don't want to you know i don't want to deal with it but my question for you is uh in regards to this movie, in regards to what you do, because your main cause uh, or the main movies you focus on are what you call the invisible, uh, the, uh, the people that in America that aren't the haves, uh, the people that aren't the majority that do experience racism and things of that nature. What was the motivation behind this particular work?
0: Well, like you said you know I'm, I'm a filmmaker and a visual artist and and throughout my work i've always created platforms and give voices to people that i feel that are unseen so i i use my privilege you know i'll i'll be really honest to create these platforms and um um and i res- i've lived in america for a long time and i respond to my surroundings and uh, in particular case with estilo americano i have a lot of latino friends and looking how Trump was picking on the Latino community and I'm like, border walls separating families at the border and it just like yes. that heritage was so extreme and I, I said to a lot of friends of mine I'm like, where are the Black Panthers? Where are the Malcolm X's? Like, what, why are you yes. not and standing up against it? So for me that was a really big question mark so I dug a little deeper and started to have more conversations about this and it turned out that A lot of personal friends of mine, um, you know, their family is very divided, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's not an easy conversation to have. And also, what I learned from that is that, like I said, the Latino identity, if you're born here or whether you come from a Latin American country, which could be Puerto Rico or El Salvador or Mexico, which is very different culturally, just because we're united by a language doesn't mean your experience and your culture is the same. So, uh, as as the government does, does, and media as well, by the way, just talk about this group, right, which is so, really, you know, um, as one big group, which is, it's just really wrong. So I really wanted to explore that. And I wanted to create a story that addresses these difficulties that exist within families and also, for myself to understand where they come from. Like a lot of people are very religious, right? And therefore they're on the conservative side and yes. some people feel they, they, they're afraid to speak out, you know, and, mm-hmm. and someone else is closer to me. So I could create a lot of voices and, and characters that represent an opinion. And yeah, you know, I wanted to be sort of objective as well, because this family, you see, they love each other. You know, they yes. are, you know, yes. It's a loving family. They care about each other, but God, they're all over the place, you know? Yeah. And,
2: yeah. And, and, and my experience is especially, um, you know, if you're successful or if you, if you did the the pathway to being in a, you know, doing the, what is the American way. Um, from my perspective, I'm a, I'm an African American. Um, I come from a military family. I, I'm a veteran. Um, you know, and, 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 and I've been blessed, you know, I've, I've, been blessed. I, you know, I've experienced my share of racism, but I've been pretty successful. However, um, a lot of, a lot of minorities, they, they think if you're successful, you should be far removed from it. But it's like, no, these are my family members. These are humans. Like I still stagger to think about the 500 kids and anybody who's hum- human or anybody that's a Christian, how could we let this happen? You know what I mean? How can we let this get to where we get to? And I like that you discover, because all the characters come from a different background. I mean, they're family, but they have a different pathway. And because their life is a certain way, it also sets that divide. And I like how you created that dialogue, because this could be any any family, any family of color, any Latin American family, any 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 family of color right now that is the target of this administration.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I would like to take it even further, you know? I mean, it's it's any table USA in a way. Yeah, that's it's, true. It, it's like this country is so divided, you know? And and also amongst Caucasians, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not what initially the idea was obviously. But, you know, I also, uh, for friends, we're very, very, very close. And, you know, he stands uh, on the other side for me. So Mm -hmm. our relationship has become a little strange. You know what I mean? And so I experience it directly as well. And some people, we we don't talk at the moment. And I'm like, all right, I'm okay with that.
2: (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Because I have friends, both black and white. And I've had to unfriend some people like, you know, you're crazy. And another interesting fact that I I like to point out as well is you see it, you're Dutch, you're from Dutch, you're, you're, I'm sorry, you're Dutch from Holland and you see it from a different perspective. And I have friends that I have friends from all over the world and they will not come to america right now <laughs> but you see it from a different different uh angle like i have friends from uh norway and sweden there's like crazy americans i have friends from canada like I ain't no way in hell that i would like how how is it you see it from a different i wonder if you're like you have that thought of like what is going on with america right now what is going on with Americans?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Obviously, my European friends are like, what the hell is going on there? When you're coming home, this is crazy. And I'm like, well, look, I also have an American passport. So, America is my home, right?
2: Uh, yeah. I love yeah. this
0: country because even though, like, it's great to have an insider-outsider perspective. I, I did another movie six years ago uh, called Green Card Warriors, which is, uh, might appeal to you, about um, recruitment during the Bush era of undocumented Latinos with the promise of a green card to join wow. the military. So, wow. I made about that and I was like you know it wasn't really touched upon that subject but it's something that I I read and I and I saw was happening you know in East LA and I'm like damn that really touches me And these big billboards about recruitment you know very clearly positioned in areas not Beverly Hills you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so so that makes me think so and I also feel like because I have a little bit of distance you know and i dare say grow up in a country that's incredibly progressive that had its own great growing pains and, a, and mm-hmm. a, of course a very questionable history but i do think the difference is is that we've acknowledged that and embraced embrace that right yes. i grew up learning how terrible our history is and i think the difference in america they're in denial about their history they're trying to suppress it and i think that's that's a very big thing that needs to change here you know and go yes. on the good side of of history and you know it also gives me a little bit i don't know how to say it like because i'm doing it in my art already it's like you know i'm just going to do it i'm just going to because i don't have that weight on my shoulders if you know what
2: i mean yes yes yes
0: i'm not latin i'm not african american i'm i'm an outsider who really understands america well i've lived here for 20 years
2: yes so,
0: so I just do it,
2: <laughs> and I and I think it's good that you, seeing it from the outside, you kind of don't have those, like, not, I wouldn't say triggers, but you can honestly see it objectively from this side, from that side, because a, a lot of times our experiences shape how we may think and see stuff, and sometimes because of our experiences, we're we're closed off to certain things. Like, say, for instance, I don't like chocolate because I had a bad experience with chocolate and you bring up chocolate, I'm closed off. So I, I like to use that analogy. And uh, and I want to start from like uh, kind of going to the past. Did you always know that you wanted to be a visual artist and a uh, creator or, or director? Like, how did that how did that manifest?
0: It's a funny story, and it has a lot to do with America, actually. Well, as a kid, (laughs) I drove my parents crazy, right? I grew up in the 80s on MTV and just watching Scarface every weekend. And I I was really into sports as well. Um, And I wanted to be a competitive tennis player, and I did really well. And at the age of 15, I got a really bad injury, and I couldn't Mm -hmm. play anymore. And I was so depressed. And my parents were like, She won't speak, you know, what are we going to do? So they sent me to America for. like six weeks because the children of my godparents went to school in america so long story short went to chicago new york had the time of my life came back with all the new gadgets and you know we ended up on a plane with the chicago bulls and seeing michael jordan and i'm like this
1: is wow. so,
2: cool.
0: so there was like an amazing experience so i came back after those six weeks which was during school time actually which was like extraordinary with all these you know cool music and cool gear and i just said to my parents like it has such an impact i'm like i'm gonna become a filmmaker and artist like that was my calling and i never looked back
1: but mm. so that
0: was 15 and america had a lot to do with it like even though now it seems very inward when i came from europe at the time you know american culture was dictating like globally you know and just see so much diversity on the street and it was just so inspiring and, and it was, you know, the, the trains in New York, the subway, they look so dope, you know
2: what oh, I mean? yeah, Oh yeah, 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 so It was
0: just like TV shows come alive and uh, yeah, it was just really inspiring, you know, so that always stay with me.
2: And that's pretty awesome meeting Michael Jordan, then like when you say like you can go anywhere, one thing I well, love about...
0: And I didn't meet him, he was on the plane and I oh. snuck in first class and I'm like... <gasps>
2: <laughs> but even even getting to see him, like wow, that's like a once in a lifetime oh, yeah. type of deal. And then, yeah. like you say, um, New York, like New York, you can walk three blocks. You're in you're in Spanish Harlem, three blocks. You're in Little Italy, and it's just a, it's such a cultural melting pot. And I know throughout your career, especially um, being in Holland, you've you've won some awards and acclaim as well as you as you progressed.
0: Yeah, no, so, so after I finished high school, I went to um, um, Art Academy and uh, I studied audiovisual and it was like an amazing school with like incredible teachers and then my last year I went to Paris to do an exchange there and that's where I shot my first feature and it was just like, I felt like I really used the opportunities but I've always looked a little further, you know, I was always looking because Holland is a very small country, it's a super dope country. Um, without a doubt. And like I said, it's really it's really it's really open, and you mm-hmm. know, we don't have abortion on the fucking bill. You know what I mean? What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was
0: born. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it allows you really, and obviously it's a privileged country. It's well off. So it allows you to really find your calling very quickly, you know? But you need you need to get inspiration. And, and I really like to talk about maybe uncomfortable things, you know? And... Uh, they're really inspiring and just like knowing that things can be better and having experienced that as well yeah
2: and that's what i liked about the film because i was like oh she went there with that yes please talk about that you know (laughs) because it's like you know i sit here sometimes and i'm like i wonder and then you know i'm the type of person if you have a different opinion because everybody has a different story like it's not one size fits all I want to know okay you're from this side Of perspective but why Let's. I just want to know why because maybe I haven't seen This perspective And and, it, and it's it. Within that 20 some odd minute is very uncomfortable But very necessary I feel like in order to shake people up You have to shock them You have to give them something to think about And you know This is going to be the conversation of the night Tonight <laughs> like look you know um, I also wanted to ask Your calling How did that happen Your calling of like Look this is the cause That I want to fight for Was there a moment Or an epiphany Like What led to your calling
0: Oh that's a great question You know First my wanting to make films and art it's something that's very intuitive you know it's like why people want to pursue sports right I love sports I love the competitiveness I love the direct emotion so I think when you watch a movie or the art like sort of how that moves you and it's like so intimate right with music it's just you and that's what I loved about tennis as well it's just you on your own on the court and you gotta figure it out So when I translated that into trying to do something meaningful, you know, and growing up with art, it was like, that's what I want to do. So, you know, you start out, you're a little bit more indulged, self-indulgent, right? You write stories about whatever lonely girls and you focus really (laughs) on, you know, and and like being really arty, smoking cigarettes in Paris and all that. And then you kind of, you know, you, you discover the world and you see there's so many really important stories to be told. So I actually you know you you find your craft and and then it sort of defines itself as you as you grow older and you know coming in america again it it had a lot to do with it because you see a country with so much amazing potential so many amazing people so much diversity you know yes and seeing how it's struggling and i'm like man especially even in california it's so wealthy but you drive yes. half an hour that way and sort of the poverty is intimidating you know and so I was like you know I got staying here I got a lot to talk about and that's really inspiring you know in a way and you know I think there's a little activist inside of me obviously you know using art to tell these kind of stories and create awareness and conversations and I also feel like you either love people you don't and I feel like I have empathy and I always say everybody has a story any kid Green card as well. You have this little kid, you know, with a shaved head on a, on a little trick bike, and it's so easy to say he's just a little gangbanger, right? And yeah. there's such a big story behind it. And for me, it's like open people's eyes and giving that platform to share because we're all human. We all want the same. And I, exactly,
2: exactly, you
0: say, like you may look different than me. You may speak a different language oh my god you also just want your children to do a little bit better you also just want to get by and, and love their neighbor you know and I did a show last year in, in, in Europe which was called Living in America and uh, I worked with a girl that I actually met through a cop which is a really interesting story and she's from Nickerson Gardens in Watts and we created a choreography because and this was in early 2019 and I was like this is not going well and you could feel like you know racism has always been you know there in america right yeah but like you have a a a president that's catering to that this is this is going to go off so i asked her she's 18 at the time and i said i would love for you to tell your story what it's like to be a gen z um african-american girl growing up in america today And, you know, it was right after Nipsey Hussle got killed. And it was just like, man, it was so negative, you know. And I just found these kids, all teenagers that i worked with. And and we created a really powerful show and a really powerful video installation. Just her on her own telling the story. And I'm like, this is not good. Right. And the reality. So I I just like the combination of, I guess, activism and art, you know, and it's, Something you can't really explain, like why do you love, why do you like, why do you love hip hop so much? You know, it just speaks to you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I hide behind all these beautiful people that are giving voice <laughs> To things that I find important. You know.
2: But you and you bring up a good point because I tell people it's all about connecting on a human level, and we're all we're all human, we're all interconnected, and I just feel like people have their lines you know in America we talk about the train tracks the train tracks are the division between this community and that community and people don't communicate uh we don't communicate because nine times out of ten if you talk to somebody you'll you, you'll find a connection somewhere because we're all connected we like you said we all experience things and um I, like again I like to say just thank you for being the, the artist you are the director you are because I mean this is going to be imprinted in my mind for uh, my mind keeps going back to the conversations had in the movie it's just like wow um and i hope i and and we're talking about this administration and even even i don't know how it is in la um but i recently moved to illinois from texas but even here we're on high alert because we don't know what's going to happen after the election we don't know you know how it's gonna pan out and, and these are times like wow, I tell people, you know, this is two thousand twenty, not nineteen sixty-eight. Um yeah. so, so what do you hope viewers will get out of this out of this movie?
0: Look, first of all, America's a country of immigrants, right? White immigrants, black yes. immigrants that didn't choose to come here. And Latino immigrants, which part of them already lived here for for centuries, okay? Yes. So we need to understand that being American, either you're going to call people European-American, African-American, Latin-American, or call everybody American. So this division... Of what America really is, we need to, you know, get over that. That's a, This is a country of immigrants. I mean, Trump is like first generation, isn't he? His parents came from Scotland and Germany. That is so correct. Yeah. Just call it what it is. Let's talk about these things and let's just call it out. So, I think move away from stereotypes because that's another thing in in media and entertainment. You know, when Latino stories are portrayed. Um, And in Green Card Warriors, I also spoke about the undocumented family, right? But now I wanted to show a middle class, educated family. Um, It's not something that you see very much, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, understand the contribution of everyone and move away from misconceptions and stereotypes and give, allow people to tell their story because you never know and I think the two films that I've done here in the states—they're all about that, you know. Like, it's—it's it's not what you see. Don't judge a book by its cover, and um, and and understand we all want the same, and understand really what the concept of America is, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's it's a like you said, it's a land of, uh, of immigrants, and I like you brought up another point. You know, we're all American, but then. And I I, I was actually thinking about this uh, last week. When somebody says All-American, what do you see in your mind, right? I
0: mean, to me, again, when I go back to to my trip here in the late 80s, it was really about seeing how diverse this country was and how awesome I thought that was. It was like I've seen the most beautiful diverse looking people which Amsterdam you know we have a fair share of of things but not on the scale and I'm like this is so powerful and I just fell in love with it but you know what America you know aspires to be a democracy but it's not and to me it's in these little things defining what an American is right that family that you saw in Estilo Americano they're American right yes there is only the immigrant version of American. And if we talk about Native Americans, they're completely kept out of the conversation, which oh, yeah. is a whole other thing. So they are truly American, but they wouldn't call themselves American because we gave it the name, right? So
2: yep.
0: it's, it's again, it's like talking about these things, redefining them and even out the playing field for everyone and giving equal opportunities. But the biggest discovery for me was when I moved here, that realizing how incredibly racist the system was built like where i come from today that is not the case you know what i mean and that was shocking to me and um this is a western first world country the richest country on the planet we can't look after everyone
2: wow yeah and that's true and you said something else like america's never reconciled or come to terms or even admitted what was done to um the, the indigenous Americans, and I th- actually thought about this today was like manifest destiny because in history our history books they always talk about manifest destiny, and I was thinking today manifest destiny came at the cost of the American Indian, and we've never had that conversation, and even now it's like if you so when I was in uh, had to go to therapy because uh, I've used to bottle things up, I never dealt with the trauma that happened in my life um And my therapist told me, like, look, if you don't deal with this, it's going to keep bubbling. It's going to keep coming up. And I think that's the issue here. America has never dealt with this trauma or the drama it's inflicted on people. And until we deal with it and reconcile it, it's going to keep coming up. Like, I'm so tired of, you know, hearing about somebody being shot by the cops, the systematic racism. But we never we never addressed it. So we're going to keep Bringing it up, it's going to keep coming up until we deal and reconcile with it.
0: Well, again, what happened yesterday, right? With um, uh, what's his first name, Wallace? Um, you know, I, I, I just don't understand. First of all, that why do you have to shoot someone seven times? I mean, you've been in the army. You know, we all seen the mafia, but we will not Like shoot him in the foot, so he's <laughs> not mobile, right? Why do you exactly? Have to- Clearly, a lot of law enforcement are afraid, which I understand. But you are choosing this line of work. No one told you to to go out on the streets, right? Yes. So it's, it's really like, and now we live in such a heightened situation. Like, you got to be at your best. And your department needs to educate you and not being given the tools, right? And yes. now, it happens again yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't eat, and that's me, you know, let alone people from your community. How is this, how is, how can you process it? How can you accept yeah. this? And I say this, and I know it's, you know, sometimes people, you know, don't like when I say that, but, you know, when all the rioting started and people were like, ah, oh, that's wrong, I'm like, you have to understand the sentiment. You have yes. to understand the sentiment, you know, and I... Again, it might be controversial, but when they looted the Macy's, I couldn't care less. You know, corporations have been raiding us, right? And the yes. American people for decades. So now when this all explodes and no one's stepping in and you have a leader that like stirs the pot, right? Makes it worse. What do you expect? Because I tell you, if that if that happened to me or my husband or my brother, I, I yeah. can't say it, but, you know, I, I, and I just don't understand. Like, I'm a normal person. You know, I feel these things. And that's what I mean, empathy. But yes. people in America have, like, been in the now. You look at your little safe TV channel where you only fed one thing, and one narrative, you yes. know. It should be, everyone should have got as much airtime, first of all. If you want to watch your movies, go to HBO, go to Netflix, but anything else, um, equal airtime, fact check it and tell the truth and there needs to be some sort of, I don't know, committee, you know, then people say, oh, you're a socialist. Yeah, I'm a social democrat and I'm extremely proud of that, you know. Yes. That's the word social in it, right? So you mean, <laughs>
1: something
0: else? I'm proud to pay my taxes, right? Yes. I'm happy about it. I'm not afraid of that. Too many people voting for their own agenda, for their pockets and then again, because it's like, one for all, we don't feel that american thing which is marketed really well but people don't experience that so it's two different things
2: right exactly yeah Um, i
0: go off a bit i'm sorry
2: no 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 no. like i said these are conversations that need to be had and like you said the idea of america is great i mean what we're taught in school is great so for me it was like what you're taught in school and then there's reality like oh my goodness like i say there should be a and I say this often. I was like there should be a in school. Yes, they should have a level class but then another class um to prepare you okay if you're this you're going to go to this class cuz this is what you're going to experience. If you go to this you go to this. But then they teach you this whole, you know, idea of what America is and then you grow up and realize, "Hey, wait a minute. it ain't it ain't my America." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not my experience.
0: <laughs> What I experience, I'm having a tough time getting a business loan or getting a mortgage or going into a certain organization or whatever and you know it's also like people are like oh so you're like for defunding the police, I'm like no I'm the opposite, I think you should give them more money and more resources but it's kind of shocking and I have several amazing friends in law enforcement Um, but it's like it's sort of the shortest police academy on the planet right? And yeah. dealing with a very, very, very complex big country. So give them more money, educate them longer. And, and we want to feel safe. I wa- when I see police, I want to feel like, oh, the guy's going to have my back. I'm going to be safe. And that's, that's not the case for a lot of people. And that's yeah. incredibly sad, you know? Um, <laughs> giving a ticket because the police is funded by giving tickets, that's not helpful. No,
2: that's it's
0: not. not helpful. And we need to change that.
2: And then, like, some people say, like, um, in, an, in the Navy, I used to be an air traffic controller. So I had people's lives in my hands. You know, we controlled the aircraft in the sky and kept them separated. And there's this argument, well, oh, they had a bad day. And I'm like, in my job, even though I had real life situations going on, the minute I stepped in that radar in that tower, I couldn't have a bad day. Because if I had a bad day, those people in that airplane that depended on us to keep them safe in the sky, they would have died. So I'm like, that excuse is invalid. I had to have a good day every day. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: And and, and, and and thank you for what you've done. You know, that sacrifice is enormous. But knowing the responsibility going in that line of work, you know, you, you yeah, like I say, you're going to have a bad day. But I, I admire and we need this, right? It's kind of saying, look, we don't live in a utopia. That's never going to happen because you're dealing with people. <laughs> but-
2: true, very true, very true.
0: We can do a lot better so um because america has the potential it's an amazing country and like i said oh, yeah. beautiful inspiring place meeting people like yourself just gives me that boost like wow you know this yeah. is world- this country
2: and, and Miriam, thank you so much um where can people find the movie and then also the the other works that you talk about that i i I am sure I, now I have to check out because I love this movie. Where can they find out about you? And then what do you have going on moving forward?
0: Um, again, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. And, and having the opportunity to have such a long, profound conversation uh, means a lot. Um, so, the film is exclusively on loscortos.com um, up until the election. Which is a platform for Latino stories, Latino voices, artists, etc. Um, um, we have an Instagram film and, and a website and then you can find me on www.miriamkruishope.com
2: up, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and um, I have a little Instagram, which is not very impressive. It's M but I'm trying. I'm not the best <laughs> at social media. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 working on a story now, juveniles, which is about uh, two girls in a juvenile detention center—a white girl and a black girl—that that's based on a true story that form an incredible friendship. And again, it's like I'm diving into these social justice themes, you know, Um, working on a film in Europe about a criminal and a little Syrian boy developing a beautiful friendship. And, um, you know, just doing my thing, man, fighting. And it's hard to get these stories made. I want to tell you that. And I want to give a shout out to my team my cast for committing and doing this, and uh, my producer Ellen Utrecht, because you know it's 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 risky to do these projects. It's not easy to finance them. It's like right. it's really really hard, and for everyone committing and sticking their neck out, and um, you know, costs a lot of money.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I could imagine, and I thank you for. Uh, I thank you for doing what you do. Like you're you're fighting a good fight, and uh, like I said, it, this is more impactful than. In my opinion A Marvel Universe Because this is like On the human level And it's something that Once you see You have something You get something out of it You see something For another perspective And hopefully it'll, it'll cause a paradigm shift Amongst people That watch it Thank you I hope so too Well ladies and gentlemen I, Mark Kivis here With Mariam Krushap, And you've listened to Another great episode Of Deeper Than Music Radio And make sure you go To that website And check this movie out I implore you to watch it You'll definitely come back with something to think about So this is Markivas and Miriam signing off Thank you